It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the penultimate weekend of the World Cup break in the top flight. It's a big day in the Championship. High Flyers Morton and Ayr facing our Broth and Wraith respectively. Partick Thistle are back to winning ways and head to Cove Rangers as inform Queen's Park host Hamilton. And elsewhere Celtic complete the signing of Canadian right-back Alistair Johnston. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me in the studio, Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, and Hugh Keevans. What's not to love about a championship where the top six are separated by six points? And Alistair Johnson, welcome to Scotland. That'll not put Andrew off his dinner, though. Really looking forward to it again today, Gordon, because the championship is so competitive this year. And Hugh rightly says six points separating the, the teams first to six. Anything can happen today. It's hard to call those fixtures. Good day ahead. Yeah, brilliant. Fantastic break from that World Cup. Looking forward to <laughs> Go- goals galore from the boys round about the grounds. And I'm especially looking at that massive game at Somerset, the Gordon Dale Derby. See, it's okay if I call it the Gordon Dale Derby. Yeah. You're not allowed to call it that. You're I'll supposed to sit first. back and let everyone else. See, Hannah Hannah's now scrubbing it all. He's not. Is he there? He's is he? Is that yeah. where he is? Oh, he's got to be there because the chairman's his old school pal, you see. I think uh, he wants. He's angling for a place on the board. That's my suspicion. Well, they better not leave us. That's for sure we've got some fantastic games in the championship we're even bringing you some league one action this afternoon as well so sit back and enjoy stay involved oh, that's the beauty of a saturday afternoon we're looking for constant involvement from you at clyde ssb on twitter primarily and then a bit later on i'll give you the nod and you can pick up the phone on the open line so get ready for that you can take the number down 01419511025 and I'll give you a shout later on when it is that time. Until then, Twitter at Clyde SSB. Stay in touch and we'll hopefully enjoy an afternoon of football. No top flight action, of course. Good lower league games. And I'm sure, as always, on a Saturday afternoon, there'll be one or two left field topics that sneak their way into the show as well. So, lots to get through then. Why don't we start by... Uh, going around the grounds We should start maybe Why don't we go roughly closest to home Must be Queen's Park against Hamilton Andrew McLean Yeah well Queen's Park back at Hamden For a couple of matches over this World Cup break And this is the first of them They last played here in a 3-0 win over Stranra In March 2021 And Queen's Park fans haven't been able to watch their side here Since before lockdown So these matches will be a nice send off Before Lesser Hamden across the car park Is officially open for use I'm told they're aiming to be playing there Very early next month All things going to plan And they're well in the promotion hunt as well Just two points off the top of the table So they'll be looking to keep that going today a different story for Hamilton though rock bottom of the championship they really needed a win in a cup last week against East Kilbride I was covering that one for Super Scoreboard they had a good second half in that game they ran out 4-0 winners in the end but they need to try and carry that into the league where they've only won one of their last 11 matches as for the teams here at Hamden, Queen's Park, it's Callum Ferry in goal. The back four, Jake Davidson, Lee Kilday, Charlie Fox and Tommy Robson. The midfield three, Jack Thompson, Grant Savory and Malachi Boating. Josh McPake and Dom Thomas, either side of Simon Murray. The substitutes, Naismith, Longridge, Kenny, Bruce, Herity, Williamson, Eze and Akabor Boating. As for Hamilton, they make two changes 
from that win last weekend. Brown and Winter drop out. Doyle and Teehee come in. So it's Ryan Fulton in goal for them. The back four, Michael Doyle, Dan O'Reilly, Brian Easton and Matthew Shields. The two holding midfielders, Regan Mimnaw and Scott Martin with Louis Smith, Andy Ryan and Dario Zanata in behind Jean-Pierre Teehee. The substitutes, Smith, Winter, Brown, Owens, McGinn, Oney, Newbury, Forsyth and Morgan. And the referee here at the National Stadium is Willie Collum. Uh, safe to say the Ackies could be doing with something, Andrew McLean. Oh, absolutely. You know, John Rankin, I think he really was feeling the pressure last week. As I said, it was only one win in the last 11 league games for them. And, you know, it's it's not as if they're a club that go out and spend a lot of money. They focus a lot on youth players. I think at the end of the 4-0 win against East Kilbride, they had four 16-year-olds on the pitch. So they're still trying to do it with youth, but it has been a, a tough time for them of late. And, you know, we all remember Hamilton from the last few years being a premiership side, scrapping to stay in the league a lot of the time, but they had been impressive in doing so, staying in there for so long, but they now find themselves at the bottom of the championship. Going into League One would be unthinkable after what's happened in the last few years. Um, but it will be a good opportunity for these players to go out on a very different surface for both teams as well today. A huge grass pitch. Hamilton, of course, have their art artificial surface, Queen's Park have been ground sharing with Stenhouse Muir this season, they've got an artificial surface as well, so it might take a bit of getting used to for these two teams but certainly should be an interesting tie, but as you say, Hamilton really need at least a point if not three from this game, but Queen's Park, they're in the promotion hunt, they want all three Yeah, I mean, I suppose the, the, the beauty of this table, Andrew McLean, is Queen's Park can go top this afternoon, that, that's, that's how tight it is um, I dare say they would would they settle for a playoff place this season? You would have to imagine so, but at this stage, is everyone aiming high? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the Championship is such a tight league year after year, and even at this stage, you know, you, you start to look at gaps maybe being created. There's that top four that have two points separating them then there's a bit of a gap of four points but even at that it can all change results can go different ways and all of a sudden you know it's blown back open so Queen's Park you know I think even getting into the playoffs would be a very good result for them this season because you know being a newly promoted side yes they have thrown a bit of money at it we all know that they've got money after the sale of Hamden Park and they'll be moving into their new ground at Lesser Hamden they'll want to be in the hunt for those promotion places I think a playoff place would be a really good uh, you know, position for them this season, but they're only two points behind their United, and anything can happen. Anyone can beat anyone in the championship, so they won't be wanting to settle for that. They'll be wanting to go into every game, pick up three points, and hope that they can finish in that automatic promotion spot. Surely we'll need to get you along to the new Lesser Hamden and open some piece of Scottish footballing history. Oh, you want yeah. to take that off the list, surely? I would love to do it. I was just thinking as Andrew was speaking about Queen's Park. I mean, I'll, I'll declare a vested interest Oni Coyle's been my pal for 30 odd years I hope he wins the title and goes up But the last time that Queen's Park would have been in the top flight Whatever it was called Either the Scottish League The SPL The SPFL The last time Queen's Park would have been in the same league as Celtic and Rangers I think would be the 1950s And possibly the early 1950s So to have Queen's Park once an amateur club in the top flight of Scottish football I think is just mind-blowing I think that's what makes the championship so fascinating Mark because for a number of years we had a really weird time when we had some of our massive clubs in, <laughs> yeah. that, in that league we know that Rangers, Hibs, Hearts, Dundee United they've all had a crack at it yes in terms of history and, and maybe a budget or whatever I don't know You know, Dundee would still be a one of our bigger clubs, one of our city clubs, having been in the, the Premiership recently, Hamilton obviously were in the Premiership recently, but it, it has got a much more of an open 
feel to it at the moment yeah. why, why can't it be Queen's Park that go and won it of this course. year of course and I think I made the argument last week I don't think it would be that much of a surprise you know the investment that they've put into the club and you know bringing own coil into the club and the infrastructure that's in place there behind the scenes as well it, it shouldn't be seen as much a surprise if they're up there challenging but you know probably more a surprise that Morton's up there with a rookie manager with Dougie Emery and what they're actually dealing with but it's so interesting. You expect Partick, you expect Dundee and Hamilton to be challenging, and it's it's far from that this season. That's what makes it so exciting. Yeah, looking forward to it then. That's game number one, and it's at Hamden Park as well. Andrew McLean's not daft. He's got the nice surroundings for the championship this afternoon. Queen's Park taking on Hamilton Ackies. Queen's Park potentially could go top, and the Ackies are looking to move off bottom. Uh, so it'll be a fascinating one there at the National Stadium. Uh, do we have Roger Hanna at the Gordon DL Derby? We've stolen your line, Roger. I, I know you were up all night probably thinking of that once, but take it away nevertheless. Gordon, welcome to the Ali Graham Derby. <laughs> Fond, fondly remembered Big Ali at both clubs for all the goals he scored in the 1990s. Great big player, great lad as well, Big Ali. Fondly recalled by both sides. And he would love this game today because it's all about the strikers, Gordon. It's all about, of course, Dippo Akinyemi. 14 championship goals to fire Aid United, a point clear at the top of this table. It's six more than the second top scorer in the league, Queen's Park, Simon Murray. And seven more than Raid's top scorer, Aidan Connolly, who arrives here probably even in better scoring form in the last couple of weeks than Dippo, including a hat-trick in the Scottish Cup against Ayrshire opposition seven days ago in the shape of Auchinleck Talbot. Wraith, they beat here 3-2 at Starks Park in September. And, and despite the fact they're seventh, they are only seven points off here in that top position. That, that's how close it is in this championship this season. Um, if Akinyemi's doing well for here, though, Lee Bullen has got problems at the other end of the park this afternoon, Gordon, because right-back Jordan Houston, he tweaked a hamstring in Monday night's Scottish Cup win over Pollock and he joins Alec Kirk and Frankie Musonda on the sidelines that's three of his first choice back four missing and what it does mean is it's a league debut for 20 year old homegrown fullback Finn Ekrapont in the back four for here today so they'll go with Charlie Almondson in goal it's a makeshift back four Finn Ekrapont Nick McAllister Sean McGinty and Paddy Redding then in the midfield Josh Mullen Andy Murdoch Ben Dempsey and Logan Chalmers and up top Mark McKenzie gets the nod to partner Akin Yemi this afternoon on the bench it's McAdam Smith and Young Billam Ashford and Waterett Bangala Mitchell Lawson and Bryden as for Wraith, a couple of changes for the side that beat Auckland Lake comprehensively in the Scottish Cup last week. Liam Dick and Kel Connolly come in for Ryan Nolan and Sam Stanton, who both dropped down to Ian Murray's bench. It's Jamie McDonald in goal. The back four, Ross Millen, Conor O'Riordan, Liam Dick and Kevin Ingwenya. Holders in midfield, Scott Brown, the skipper, and Brad Spencer. And then Aidan Connolly, Kel Connell and Dylan Easton behind the fit again front man, Lewis Vaughan. On the bench, McNeil, Nolan and Gullen, McBride, Lang and Ross, Coulson, Stanton and Fredrickson. And the referee at Somerset Park, where the pitch is looking great, refs Kevin Clancy. I think if there's any more Dipoak and Yemi love from you, Roger Hanna, this is going to end in you getting him tattooed on you by the end of the season. He's a real <laughs> favourite of yours, isn't he? Well, listen, he's a real favourite of everybody down here, Gordon. Um, I think there was um, a lot of worries in the summer when Tommy Adeloy, who had been the centre forward for the last couple of years, left the club to head back down south. I wonder who they were going to get. And fair play to the scouting system that's run by Graham Massey down here. They identified Dippo from the lower leagues. I think he was at Welling United in the 60s tier in England last season um, and he's come up here and led the line well and, and his goals so Daz will tell you and Ali Graham would tell you too Gordon it's all about goals
goals for centre forwards and if you can get in with 14 before Christmas as he has then that's going to be a, a big contribution to Ayr's promotion push yeah, I can certainly tell him, but I don't know about the guy next to him. He's trying to promote Ali Graham. Say hello for me, Roger. Yeah, it'll be a interesting game that today. Um, both teams like to play football, Gordon. Air just scrapes through against Pollock at the, the Scottish Cup, but uh, flying high, top of the table, playing some interesting stuff, playing some good stuff, scoring goals. But that's going to be a real good match this afternoon at Somerset. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Let's head north then. Our broth taking on Morton. Fraser Wishart's keeping an eye on that one. I am, Gordon. Great to be here. First time, I think, since my playing days and the improvements in the ground are here to see. Still the same old ground, same atmosphere, but they've spent the money wisely. They've been very successful in the last year or two. And, of course, it's second top versus second bottom. And 12 months ago, if he'd had this fixture... Had they been saying Abroath were second top and Morton second bottom, but this season's been a big change for both. Abroath finding it pretty tough to keep that wonderful form of last season going when they're nearly promoted to the Premiership. Well, Doug Emery's come in about a year ago and has really changed things around for Morton, transformed them into title challengers. And that's come on the back of a great run of form since Morton actually lost to Abroath at Capolo 2 1 in September. Now nine unbeaten, seven wins and two draws. I see them sitting one point behind leaders Air United. And Emery's brought in Premier experience and mixed it with young talent. Ambrose, Grimshaw, Muirhead, all plenty of experience. And they'll come here full of confidence against their bro through. On the other hand, have really been struggling since that win in Capolo in September. They've only had one win in their last nine. And they're in danger of becoming isolated in a relegation battle at the bottom with Hamilton Ackies and Cove. And they come and sit five behind Cove in eighth. And I lost today for a broth with Cove winning at home. It'd be a really worrying situation for Dick Campbell. Still the core of the side so successful from last season. Likes of Ricky Little and Tom O'Brien and Colin Hamilton at the back. And same likes of Scott Allen and players from England on loan. But it just hasn't worked so far. I'm told they're actually playing the ball pr- around pretty well. Playing some nice football. They haven't had that quality needed in the last third and in front of goal. But today the Lichties could really do with a win for a broth. Just one change from the team that beat Fraser last week in the Cup 2-0. Dylan Tate comes in the floor and Hottie drops to the bench. They go with Derek Gaston and goals back four Marcel Oakley Ricky Little Thomas O'Brien and Colin Hamilton midfield David Gold Scott Pitsindu Michael McKenna and Dylan Tate with Scott Allen just off Bobby Lynn usually in the wing but he's now playing up front on his own their substitutes Keegan Jacobs who's fit again Kieran Shanks Derry Korf Karim Izakia Florin Hotty and Daniel Fosu one change also for Morton from their win last week against Queen of the South the Cup 4-1 very emphatic Lewis McGrathen comes in and Jace Cabia drops to the bench they go 4-2-3-1 Brian Schwake is in goals Liam Grimshaw Jack Beard Effie Ambrose and Lewis Strap at the back in midfield Grant Gillespie and Cameron Blues with Lewis McGrathen Robbie Crawford and Jai Kitongo behind the lone striker Robbie Muirhead their substitutes Carlo Pignatello Daryl O'Connor Jace Cabia Dan Hines Lewis McGregor Alexander King Alan Lithgow and sub goalie Lawton Green and the referee today at Gayfield Park is David Dickinson Let's go to the Balmoral Stadium Cove Rangers against Partick Thistle watched by David Friel Yeah Gordon I just wonder if Partick are actually quite happy to be playing away you know with all the controversy surrounding the club's ownership model the last few weeks I was at the game last week there was obviously major protests there I think Ian McCall to be fair I think he's a bit uncomfortable with the whole thing he was speaking about it during the week said it was a bit strange to be playing through it so I think there's 350 away fans here today I think the priority will be back in the team and trying to get a win to take them back into title contention Partick start the day 5th or 6 points off top spot they could really do with another win I would say um, starting to hit form again back to back 3-0 wins over a bro from Kelly Hearts I was at the Kelly game last week to play some nice stuff you can see the confidence returning um, I think Ian McCall starting to get some big players back 
like Brian Graham, but there was a blow when Ross Doherty failed in his appeal. He gets sent off against Kelty. I think Ian McCall said it wasn't even a booking, but the SFA failed to overturn it, so he misses the next two games, and that will be a blow. I think Patrick will come here with a lot of confidence, but they're playing against a Cove team who do have goals in them. They beat Dunningpace 7-0 last week. The league form has been a bit up and down. I think they've won one in the last seven, but there's been three draws, three defeats in there, so they are a bit inconsistent. That's something Jim McIntyre wants to try and eradicate. But with Mitch Megason in the team, Jenny McDonough, who scored four against Dunningpace last week, there's clearly goals there for Cove. They've made three changes from that Dunningpace win. Scott Ross, Fraser 5 and Evan Towler are out, with Max Johnson, Jack Sanders and Connor Scully in. So Cove looks at a 4-4-2, Stuart McKenzie in goals, Max Johnson, Jack Sanders, Matt Reynolds and Shea Logan at the back, Roy Longstaff. Blair Yule, Charlie Gilmore and Connor Scully in midfield with Jeremy McDonough and Mitch Meganson up front. Subs of Cove are Gurley, Towler, Ross, Neil, Masson, McIntosh, Vigers, Dunn and Five. As for Partick, they've made two changes. Ross Dockery, as I said, misses out through a ban and Stuart Bannigan also drops to the bench. Lee Hodson and Cammy Smith are in. So it's a 4-3-3 for Partick. Jimmy Sneddon in goals, Jack McMillan, Darren Brownlee, Alan Muirhead and Harry Millen at the back with Kyle Turner, Lee Hodson, Cole McKinnon in midfield and Stephen Wallace, Brian Graham and Cammy Smith as the front three. Subs for Partick a young Mason McCready sub-goalkeeper Bannigan, Weston, Akinola, Mullen, Fitzpatrick, Stanway and Lyon and the referee at the Balmoral Stadium is Stephen McLean We did say we would even dip into League 1 for you because some fixtures can't be ignored Falkirk Airdrie should be a cracker and Gabriel is keeping an eye on that one Yes I am Gordon it's second versus sixth here at the Falkirk Stadium the home side seriously in the hunt for promotion they trail league leaders Dunfermline by 7 points they've won 7 of their last 11 though, including a 6-0 hammering of Wiki Academy in the Scottish Cup last time out they are confident going into this one manager John McGinn makes 4 changes to his team it looks to be a 4-3-3 got Nicky Hogarth in goal a back 4 of Brad Mackay Cole Donaldson Sean Mackey and Leon McCann Gary Oliver Captain Stephen McGinn and Aidan Nesbitt in midfield with Callum Morrison, Ruben Burrell and Kai Kennedy up top. Substitutes here are Martin Williamson, Hedrington, Allegria, McGuffey, Years and Lovell. Uh, now, Airdrie are also on a decent bit of form. They've only won two away games in the league all season. They were dumped out of the cup last weekend by Dundee. And player manager Reese McCabe has made two changes to his side from the game a week ago. They're also in a 4-3-3 formation. It's Dean Linus in goal, a back four of Cammy Ballantyne, Craig Watson, uh, Aaron Taylor-Sinclair and Ewan Deveni. Lewis Jameson, Reese McCabe, Charlie Kelfer, uh, Dean McMaster and Callum Smith are the midfield with Callum Gallagher leading the line. Substitutes, Henderson, Fellows, Frizzle, Watt, Deveni, Gunn, McGill, Cavana, Spalding. Now, Airdrie have won the last two meetings between these sides, scoring four goals on both occasions. be interesting to see if they can do that again. And it might be the start of the knockout stages at the World Cup, but why would you watch that when you can have this in a typically Scottish setting? I've got the wonderful Kelpies to the left of me, and the blaze and the smoke of Grangemouth in front of me. And let's hope for a typically feisty and fiery Scottish match. The referee here is Mike Roncombe. Well, Gabriel was about to give us a song there and I was looking at who's to the left and to the right of me and I thought I better not but thank you Gabriel looking forward to Falkirk against Airdrie as well and as we often do at this stage on a Saturday we'll look at some of the big talking points that are doing the rounds next. Action as it happens and your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL are warm in the studio. The rest of the pundits out and about keeping us across the championship and even some League One action this afternoon as well. Now, often at this case, at this stage, I should say, on a Saturday, we open the mics, we get all the guys involved and we look back on some of the week's biggest talking points. Let's change that slightly 
Because we're not looking back On the week's biggest talking points We're looking back Round about 25 to 30 minutes ago When Celtic announced a new signing They have Announced the signing of Alistair Johnson He's joined on a five year deal From MLS side Montreal He is a 24 year old As many of you know Canadian internationalist Because he recently played uh, For Canada In their three World Cup group games At the tournament in Qatar He's due to meet, meet up with his new teammates At the end of next week So Roger Hanna The second piece of business already uh, Done by Celtic And only the 3rd of December Moving early yeah, I know he's too modest to say, Gordon, but you'll know it's a David Thrill exclusive in the Scottish Sun the other week, the arrival of Alistair Johnson. And don't say Ange didn't tell you, because he has flagged up for several weeks and months now his willingness to turn the squad over. Um, he brought players in on four and five-year deals, not really with the ex- expectation of them waiting four or five years at Celtic, but with an expectation on them building their reputation, um, winning moves to bigger leagues, not necessarily bigger clubs, but bigger leagues, and making Celtic a profit on those deals. I would expect now Josip Juranovic to probably head out of the club in January after he, like Alistair Johnson, excelled at the World Cup Finals. People will be watching him. Um, I think Juranovic's agent has never disguised the fact he'd like to move on to a bigger league. And all Celtic are doing is really getting these replacements in first. Ange Postacoglu spoke yesterday when they paraded Yuki Kobayashi and said getting them in now allows them to settle into a new country, to a new language, to a new league, and he'll be up and running when Celtic are ready to have him up and running. And I think Alistair Johnson is a very similar case in point. Hugh, you can only make so much of a judgement before you've seen the guy play for Celtic, but what you what you would have to note at this point is the... The sort of speed that Celtic are doing these things yeah. with I mean the transfer window's not open yet It's not even that close to being open Kobayashi's done uh, And so is Alistair Johnson as well So they're moving early We never stop Andrew's phrase Not only applies to the team on the park It applies to Celtic in their transfer dealings uh, Clearly they are looking ahead at the month of January Anticipating that there might be moves for Giacomakis And for Juranovic and that there are people in the building now uh, who can go in straight away on the 1st of January, Kobayashi and now Alistair Johnson. Uh, they like to get their business done, Celtic. Uh, and I think I would also anticipate that Giacomakis and Juranovic um, are angling to be out of Celtic Park. And Ange Pastakoglu doesn't want people who... Uh, are less than 100% committed to the club So if offers are in for those players They will go mm. What do you make of that then David Friel You forecast it It's now done and dusted It's over the line Yeah I think it makes a lot of sense I mean since a pretty open secret That Josip Juranovic probably will go in January Gordon so Ange Postacoglu is all about forward planning He has clearly scouted Alistair Johnson This isn't just something that's happened in the last week I think he's been watching him for a long time Obviously, I think his Canada form really caught the eye of Celtic scouts. Obviously, been playing MLS, which is a better league than a lot of people give it credit for. But I think it was his Canada form. I think he started some like 33 internationals in a row. I think the thing that stands out about him for me is he's very physical. You know, he's fast. He gets stuck in. And what he will give Celtic at right back, if he is a long-term successor to Juranovic, as everybody thinks, a bit more height. You know, I think Celtic's defence, I think Celtic's team in general is pretty small. 
Um, I think he stands at just under six foot, so it'll give him a bit of physical presence in that area as well. And also, you know the way Ange Postacoglu likes to use his fullbacks coming inside, etc. Alistair Johnson was a midfielder up until about maybe four or five years ago, so he's a converted midfielder into a fullback, so I think he'll be more than capable of kind of coming inside and playing that central role when it uh, when he needs to. So, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think the fee, kind of upfront fee, seems to be about £3 million. Pounds. I dare say Celtic got a lot more of that for uh, for Josip Juranovic so it seems to me it's sound business all round How strong should the assumption be then that Josip Juranovic will leave in January do you have to be aware that that there is a club out there that's likely to to make a move or or is there a possibility that until the summer Celtic have Alistair Johnson and Josip Juranovic and Anthony Ralston I think it could happen, yeah. I mean, I don't think Celtic will be hounding Juranovic out the door, but I, I do think there's a lot of interest. You know, I, I dare say there might not be, maybe a few clubs involved now. Um, he started every game for Croatia. Croatia could go quite deep into this World Cup. You know, I, th- I think his age, he's what, 27, 28, he's, he's quick. He can, you know, we, we always think of transfer fees, Gordon, say 10, 12 million pounds has been huge. For teams in England, for teams in Germany, that's not that big. So I think Celtic will get big bids for Juranovic. I think in an ideal world for Celtic, there will be a bit of an auction. Whether that comes to pass, we will see. But I definitely think they're getting the successor in first and then we'll see where the transfer window takes them. But I wouldn't expect Juranovic to stay at Celtic beyond January. I don't know how these things work, Fraser Wishart, in your high position as Chief of PFA Scotland as Alistair Johnson's move come across your desk prior to now. Uh, what do you make of that? No, it hasn't. I, I presume he's, he's automatic, got his work permit because of his international games and the point system, which is hugely complicated. But uh, I, I, I was struck by the, the difference in physicality between him and Juranovic. Um, I, I agree with the guys. I think Juranovic will... We'll definitely go. No problem with that at all. If Juranovic wants to go, then that's absolutely fine because that's why Celtic brought him in was to, to fatten him up, if you like, and sell him on. So it, it works for, for 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 both sides. But uh, same as last year, when you think back to the Japanese players coming in in the January window, they were all done and dusted uh, in, in December. You know, although they weren't announced until January, the work permit process to go through as well, which takes a wee bit of time. So if you're bringing in a, a player, even Alistair Johnson, he qualifies automatically because of because of all the complications now it takes three or four weeks for, for clearance to come through it's not as quick as it used to be so therefore it makes perfect sense that they'll be there for, for, for the start of, start of January and perhaps for the old term game similar to last year with, with the Japanese players so Celtic going about it and they're also looking at different leagues now you know you're looking at uh, the, the, the MLS uh, for the Canadian team that play there you're also looking at Japan as well not the, the traditional leagues that perhaps Celtic would have looked at before trying to get a bargain for 2 or 3 million somewhere because as David says you know, most of average players or a bit of average players are 10, 15 million in the big leagues so Celtic going about their approach totally differently it's been a huge success over the last 18 months and there's no reason why that won't continue yeah, some quotes coming in from Alistair Johnson. I'm delighted to join such an historic club. Can't wait to get started. Uh, and when I was young, I had posters of Mark Wilson on my bedroom wall. <laughs> oh, he says, from uh, one legendary <laughs> right back to another who looks to fill those big boots. Give him the any, number 12. Any advice? Number 12 shirt coming his way. Well, I think in the face it's a good sign. And Ange Postacoglu has to obviously protect the best interests of Celtic. And when... Juranovic's agent starts making noises in the summer there's usually only one way that that ends up so you've got to say about the Celtic manager he doesn't hang about and he's fast to act and when you look at Johnson I've seen him in the World Cup he certainly looks like a, a good replacement for Juranovic and someday it might push Ralston on as Juranovic has done as well he's coming after having a full season under his belt because he's played since February all through this World Cup so you wonder what sort of condition he'll come in if he needs a rest but 
as Fraser said, we've seen the Japanese guys come in mm -hmm. and just play on and actually benefited some of those. So I think in the face of it, it looks a good signing, but I don't think we should lose the fact that if Juranovic does go, it still would be a loss in the same way because he came to the club for two million and I think he's been excellent. I think he's been one of the best right back Celtic have seen in a good while. And if you're losing that, then obviously it's not ideal. But the best thing you can do is scout a guy like Johnson who comes up well, has got a good pedigree internationally, and you hope that he can hit the ground the way Juranovic did when he came but to the club. This is the Celtic model. Buy low, sell mm -hmm. big. Uh, but this would be an extreme example of it, though, the yeah. time frame. Yeah. Wouldn't it? You know, you usually get a couple of years and then you then look to do it. This, this I've been banging on about this all week. People will be sick of hearing it, but Ange Postacoglu's comments at the AGM about being aggressive in the transfer market, yeah. doing things quickly, be prepared to lose your favourites. It's no secret from way back, Celtic have wanted to buy low and, and, and sell high. But this would be very quick. This would be a, a very quick turnaround. But the world has speeded up. Nothing is as it used to be. I was speaking earlier on about Queen's Park in the 1950s since they were last in the, the major division. Who could have foreseen the day when Celtic had five Japanese players in their squad? And I would think that Alistair Johnson is the first player that Celtic have ever brought from the MLS. So nothing stands still. And that's the way of the world. So... It, if Juranovic is in and out quickly in Ange Postacoglu's world, so mm. be it. Very profound. Mm. Um, <laughs> I suppose Roger fullbacks for Celtic now do get asked to do something a bit differently, as David Friel says. The idea of, of playing in the field and, and being that inverted fullback, that must be something that Celtic have looked at and believe that Alistair Johnson can do. You look at Greg Taylor in particular, he's taken to it so well. Um, is that is that now almost one of the main responsibilities for a player in that position? Yes, without doubt. And you, you know, you took the word out of my mouth, and you mentioned Greg Taylor. He has revelled in the task that Ange Postecoglou set him to come in to join up the play to add numbers in the midfield area. Um, Juranovic does it as well. Tony Halston does it as well. And when they were scouting a replacement for Juranovic and they looked at Alistair Johnson, that's going to be one of the first things they're going to tick off. The fact that he is comfortable on the ball. He can come in. He can get himself involved in the play um, as, as well as the physicality and, and, and the, the basic defensive attributes that he has Gordon so yeah of course that's something they'll look at and it'll be interesting to see what stage he, you know he's older than Kobayashi he's more experienced than Kobayashi um, they're registered January 1st when the window opens they're available January 2nd at Ibrox it'll be interesting to see if either or both are involved against Rangers uh, yeah I mean I guess maybe slightly different circumstances due to personnel but the Celtic weren't shy in, in putting players into the early games after the break last season um, David Friel is Georgios Giacomakis' situation as likely to pan out the way this one did? You know, if we're talking about Josip Juranovic, will he go then and you right back signed? It sort of points towards that. Where is Georgios Giacomakis in comparison? I think there's a chance I wouldn't be as sure. Um, I'm kind of torn in this one, Gordon. I think it is. Georgios Giacomakis and his agent have every right to, if they think it's in the contract to get better terms then they've got every right to go and ask for them and they've got every right to be unhappy with them if that's the case but Celtic have also got every right to say no you've signed a contract there you go you'll see your contract out I think where the club and as possible have to make a decision is do they see Georges Giacomakis as a long term first choice or do they think 
they can upgrade and get better. And you mentioned it all week, Gordon. You go back to the AGM. Ange Postacoglu said, some favourites will leave, some people will be unhappy, but I know what I'm doing. And I wonder if a decision has to be made in Giacomacchus. Do you sanction a big long-term bumper contract, or do you think, you know what, we can get better out there, so let's go and get better? I think that's the question Celtic will be asking right now, but I definitely think there's a chance he could go in January, but I would think Juranovic is far more likely to go than Giacomacchus. Roger? Uh, yeah, I would tend to agree with that as well. Um, and if he does go, and I think it's it's unlikely, if he does go, I think Celtic will have players lined up to come in and replace him because that is the way Ange works. It's the way he wants to work. You know, if there was a bid that Celtic could knock back for, say, a Jota or a, a Leila Bada or something like that in January that we haven't foreseen so far, Gordon, there will be someone lined up to come in and replace those players. There will be no doubt about it. But you see you see the stories about Jack Amakis through the week. This is just the agent just sounding things out in public is there more money to be had for my client is there a club out there willing to take my client so as things stand I think we're all agreed Juranovic will probably go in January I'm less convinced about Giacomacchus uh, I mean Fraser Wishart I suppose as Hugh says teams are doing doing business a lot a lot quicker now or, or Celtic certainly are what do you read into that overall strategy <laughs> I think it makes sense. I think that one point I maybe didn't dwell on too much, but uh, it was to do with the work permit process. You know, you, you have to have a work permit. Now it's coming from Europe. I mean, guys like Johnson and Kobayashi would have to get one anyway under the old system. But uh, it does take a few weeks. You know, it does take weeks. And clubs have been complaining. I've had a few clubs on the phone to me over over the period saying, what, what's going on? So so that that just now, you can start the work permit process as soon as, soon as they, they've, they've signed, etc. So that's uh, that's an advantage because they could be ready. They could be through by, by January the, the 1st. And uh, I think it takes you out of that daft auction system that becomes towards the end of January as well. If you can get players, two or three players in, and I agree with the lads with Yakimakis, you know, I think uh, they would have to have somebody there to replace them because they don't have a lot of options in centre forwards. It's him and Kyogo, really, two strikers. They've got many options wide, so they could lose one of the wide players and not replace them. But uh, uh, if, if you're going to get your players in, get them in before you get towards the end of that window when it just becomes silly. If you're really desperate for to get a player, you end up p- playing over the odds, maybe paying too much in wages as well. So it's very calm, it's very collected. You can do that when you're in a strong position like Celtic, when you've got a strong squad, everything's rosy in the garden, the fans are happy, the board are happy, it's making money, the players are playing well, that that happens. And uh, for, for me, I think it's a good approach for Celtic to, to just get the two or three players they want in in January, get them in as early as you can, and you're not involved in that daft just the auction process almost at the end of the window. On the subject of Celtic fullbacks and the world that has speeded up, Jeremy Frimpong, he was at Celtic Park for two minutes or so it seemed Goes to the Bundesliga And now there's talk of him moving on to Manchester United With Celtic getting another lot of money for him That's Celtic's world now Has he popped up on the TV screen there? Is that what reminded no, no, you? No, 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 no I just noticed that the Netherlands against <laughs> USA Was about to kick off uh, in 15 minutes time I'm a speeded up thinker You sure are Anyway, well, something like that Anyway, right, we'll go back around the grounds We've got plenty to look forward to in today's games Just to recap that breaking news this afternoon Celtic have signed Alistair Johnson on a five-year deal, uh, but we will go back around the Championship games and beyond after these. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson, Gordon DL, Hugh Keevens all in the studio. The top team round the grounds as we fast approach kick-off. Just about 13 minutes to go. We're featuring Championship and League One games this afternoon. But of course, keeping an eye 
on anything else that is doing the rounds. Let's go back to Queen's Park against Hamilton. Andrew McLean uh, is there for us. Um, Andrew, when you look at the, the contrasting form between the two, it certainly would point to a home victory. We've had a few Aki's fans, I remember one in particular phoning last week, particularly uh, unhappy about the way things are going. Can sometimes one victory against the odds or even a draw against the odds be enough to give you that kickstart you need? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they had obviously that 4-0 win against East Kilbride last weekend, but it was against a Lowland League team. It was in the Scottish Cup. It's just about coming here against a very good Queen's Park side and trying to get that result that can maybe turn their fortunes around. I mean, you, you look at what's been going on at Queen's Park in recent times, massive changes on and off the park. It really shows the contrast between the two teams at the moment. You know, Queen's Park have brought in Leanne Dempster as our chief executive, Owen Coyle's the manager, Maren Bucher, the sporting director. He was brought in from AZ Alkmaar. We're about a month away from them opening their own stadium uh, across the car park here. They've had back-to-back promotions. Remember, they only got up through the, the playoffs last year as well, but they're showing constant improvement and progression because they're now knocking on the door of you know the playoff spots, or they're in the playoff spots at the moment and potentially looking to, you know, could move top of the league today if results go their way. And Hamilton are just going in the other direction. They've been making backward steps in recent years after that long spell on the top flight. John Rankin trying to cut his teeth in management, but it's not an easy place to do it. They don't have that money that Queen's Park have. They have to rely heavily on youth as well. And they have been doing that for a long time now. All you need to do is look at this Hamilton bench for how tough it is for John Rankin. You've got Liam Morgan, born 2006, Gabe Forsyth, 2006, Keen Newbury, 2006, Ryan Oney, 2006. There's a 2005 born in there and Chrissy McGinn. The rest are all born in 2002 or more recent as well. So it's it, that's what John Rankin has to contend with at the moment. You know, a fantastic opportunity this today for these young players to maybe get on and test themselves here at the National Stadium and play on this really good pitch as well. But these players will be relied on heavily from the bench this season. It's what John Rankin's having to contend with. He'll maybe hope he can do some January business and beef out the squad, and he'll hope that his more experienced players like Brian Easton and Andy Ryan can step up to the plate as well. But I think it is a, probably a big ask for them today against a good Queen's Park side, but we know what the Scottish Championship's like, and anyone can beat anyone. Absolutely. Speaking of which, you're United against Wraith Rovers, the Gordon DL Derby, as he's calling it. It looks to be a cracker. Roger Hanna, if we're talking about... Jackie Marcus getting a January move and Celtic doing business early. Is there a danger that your man moves on in this window? Let's have none of that talk, please, Gordon. Um, listen, there's always that danger, isn't it? Anyone who scores into double figures, as Dipowak and Yemi has in the first half of the season, 14 goals by the first week in December, people will be looking at him. Um, and I think that then puts pressure on the board down here to, to show their ambitions and not only to reject any bids that come their way for Dipowak and Yemi but maybe even to add one or two you know they have strengthened really well this season you know the likes of Josh Mullen and Logan Chalmers who are on either side either flank this afternoon have really added something to this squad Ben Dempsey's come in from Charlton they paid money to get him in in a permanent deal after a successful loan last season Dipowak and Yemi as we say has arrived so there has been an outlay but the excitement is building it is a logjam at the top of the championship as we said early on they are only a point clear but I think that you know the fans here will look not only to keep what they've got in the January transfer window but maybe add to it as well Gordon 
Still, uh, still bitter. Still hoping that Air don't go up this season, just so they don't trump your achievements. Yeah, I hope Air and Wraith both lose today, so they go further <laughs> down the league. Uh, they are, of course, playing each other. He knows that. I think we'll cut him the benefit of the doubt uh, on this one. Or both against Morton. If we're talking about unlikely stories of the season, Fraser, you alluded to it earlier, and that would certainly um, be the bracket Morton would fall into. How long can they sustain it? That would be the question. Well, I'm looking at their squad, Gordon. I think they can sustain it. You know, it's looking as, as strong as as any of the other teams are in and around them. I think, like most of them, I think the team that has the least injuries, least suspensions, might just be the one that gets to the top of the table because they are operating with with smaller squads, but very, very experienced. As I said earlier, I mean, Jack Baird's centre back with played for St. Mirren in the Premiership, and he's beside. Um, Effie Ambrose you've got the likes of Robbie Crawford who's played for Livingston he played for Partick Thistle Grant Gillespie played in the, in the Premiership with Hamilton Ackies Robbie Muirhead I think has always been an excellent striker Kilmarnock Dundee United as, as well Liam Grimshaw um, who you know well Gordon through his time at Motherwell so they, they've got a, a core of experience but if you lose two or three of the players especially the likes of Muirhead who's a top goal scorer uh, Gillespie scored a number of goals in midfield as well they're key influential players and I think that's the absolute uh, absolute key to them staying where they are but uh, great run I mean seven wins and two draws in any division is fantastic uh, for them and, and I actually do fancy them to to win again I just have a look at our growth and there's just something not quite right here I know they were so br- brilliant last year and they got the best out of the part-time players, the best part-time players in the country. And they went down a slightly different route this year. Players from England, they've got Scott Basindu from Congo, who's on loan from, from Livingston. They've got uh, Romanian, Fulon Hotu, Daniel Fosu, who's actually from Ghana, although he lives in England. So they've gone down a different route, like a lot of uh, championship clubs done, and it's not quite worked, because only Oakley and Basindu are actually starting this game today. So back to Bobby Lynn, back to the likes of you signing Scott Allen and Dylan Tate as well, to see whether they can create something. But uh, just a bit of a struggle for, for a growth and I think they'll do well to stay in the league this year uh, Looking forward to that one as well our growth against Morton sounds weirdly calm at Gayfield it's usually a bit wilder at this time of year but Fraser Wishart uh, sounds like he's surviving quite the thing I'm jealous David Friel purely because Balmoral Stadium is one of the only ones I've not been to you've got the privilege today uh, up against Partick Thistle um, do you think those two victories back to back victories for Partick Thistle no goals conceded more crucially in that time has that given them the platform now to kick on it certainly alleviated the sort of dark clouds that were hovering over Firhill on the pitch anyway obviously there's something that's going on off the pitch Gordon but I think Ian McCauley kept talking about those clean sheets I think he just felt the goals were conceding just wasn't good enough it was unacceptable for, for any team in the championship I think and they definitely have looked a bit more solid Dan Brownlee's come back into the centre half and he's, you know, he's pretty solid in there next to Alan Muirhead there's no frills really but he's getting the job done and this will be a real examination here I mean just looking at the table Coverage only six points behind Thistle so they could go within three of them if they win today and as I spoke about earlier you know, Jeremy McDonough gets the four goals against Dunipace last week but Mitch Meganson for me has been one of the, the players of the lower leagues in the last few years you know he just scores goals after goal I know he's got a really good job off the pitch and I think that's probably why he's, he's stayed in this sort of part-time game because there's no doubt in my mind he could have gone full-time a long time ago he was at Aberdeen as a kid so this will be a stern examination of Partick Thistle today and you know there's a, there's a decent away crowd here trying to cheer them on and next game for Thistle after this Gordon is air at home so I think they really need to get three points today Do you think the, the fan stuff the, the unhappiness David do you think has that has that hit its low point? Does it does it start to get a bit quieter, or does this rumble on until boardroom change is made? 
I think it rumbles on, you know, I know I heard Hugh was last night saying that he dreads something about it, I did the same, I kind of tried to research a bit into it, Gordon, and it's very, very complicated, um, it's kind of factions within factions, and I don't think this is something that can just be sorted out over a cup of coffee and, and a chat, you know, I think this might rumble on for a while, and it's definitely going to be off-putting, listen, players sort of live in a bubble, and I'm, I dare say they aren't reading too much into it but if you're playing games and you can hear board protests and some fans aren't coming into games and are standing outside which is their, their right to do then of course it's going to translate onto the pitch in some way um, so I think Patrick Thistle would rather it did go away but I, I would think it will rumble on for a, a fair while yet uh, of course we've got a League One game in our featured matches this afternoon as well is Falkirk taking on Airdrie I think everyone involved in Scottish football thought Falkirk would have managed to escape League 1 by now Gabriel they haven't and even this year it's not going to be easy they're already trailing them firmly by 7 points is it in danger of getting beyond them? Yeah well Gordon these are the kind of games that they must win they're playing top half opposition they're at home and they are as you say already 7 points behind the league leaders they're outscoring Dunfermline at the moment but it's at the back that they've got issues they've conceded 19 they really want to tighten up there you know John McGlynn likes to play the ball on the deck likes to play attacking football but when you do look at the league table it is really tight behind Falkirk in 2nd place they're only ahead of FC Edinburgh on goal difference then you've got Montrose Alloa and Airdrie themselves on their tails all in the top half a win for Airdrie here today would move them level on points with Falkirk so as you say if they do want to come up and end this barren run they've had in League One it's games like these that they must win big game for them big game for John McGlynn and as you say we're only four minutes away Looking forward to then The three o'clock kickoffs are coming up next We've even got one in the World Cup But not as big as our SPFL matches And we will get them underway after these The winning team All season long This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon Diel in the studio We've got the top team out and about And they are busy because the three o'clock games are getting underway The Netherlands against the USA In the World Cup round of 16 Nowhere near as important As Cove Rangers, Partick Thistle Queen's Park, Hamilton, Air United, Wraith And are both Morton in the Championship Is that right? Gordon Diel as someone who's fallen out of love With the World Cup Are you still against it? Yeah, 100% I do, I'm not enjoying it And I don't care Listen, you can all sit there And kid on Yeah, a bit of excitement last night Night before It's been dreadful it really has well, Hold on a minute The last time we discussed this Right It was uh-huh. Thursday night on the show You were whinging about it I'm driving home I've got the radio on We've got Costa Rica We've got Germany and Spain oh. About to head out Costa Rica uh, Heading through Then it was all changing The permutations What's last not to five, like Last five ten minutes Gordon And you, I know you do a thing About the, the, the theme of the afternoon My theme is The most hated player In the World Cup <laughs> Mine's You don't get to set The agenda <laughs> for the show the He's trying to Elevate himself To presenter these days I'm, I'm putting it out there Mine's Somebody's is told that him. Little Brazilian That plays wide right And plays with Manchester United Someone, Anthony I can't what, stand it Why? Because he just, likes to express himself. Oh, he's not even expressing himself. He goes round in circles and does all the, the flick. Oh, come on. It's football. <laughs> Give me... I, I, I totally agree. They lads out there today are going to see good entertaining football in the, the Championship League One. That's what it's all about. Not this Right, nonsense. well, next week you can go to Cove... And I've, everybody else can no, stay I don't think they'll be playing at home. Cup. I'll be the fall. I'll go next week. There you go. I'll go anywhere you want next week. 
Because oh. we're not on next week uh, Correct <laughs> <laughs> He's not daft um, Well anyway The Netherlands against USA Is up and running We always like to try and Look at it through a Scottish lens Hugh But the best I can do Is that um, Cameron Carter Vickers Is not In the starting 11 For USA this afternoon And the USA have just missed An absolute pinch they were, the, the Dutch thought it was offside But it wasn't And uh, the goalkeeper Has made an excellent save So Only Three minutes in And the USA could have been one up It's exciting Great start He did say in the lineups. This will be dreadful Watch this <laughs> This will be dreadful So I, I, I can't wait to see how this unfolds It's a great start Do you know right, for, Let's move away from most hated players at the World Cup It's very negative I don't like it uh, And Roger Hanna's quite right He says this could easily happen That tomorrow uh, there could be headlines The Manchester Evening News City legend DL slaughters United's <laughs> Anthony um, But um, And that Roger Hanna's very funny message Has just made me Completely lose my train of thought <laughs> I was about that's to right, add something very, It's very unlikely No that, that was it I've got it I've got right, it I've go. got it Do you know Of every player at the World Cup Do you know The one that reminds me of you the most Um. <sighs> Not looks Ronaldo. or anything. No, no, it's nothing to do with looks. Just in terms of character. Do you know who you are of this Flares. World Cup? Nope. Well, I can see the point. You're the boy that scored for Cameroon. Whips his top off. Gets <laughs> sent off when they could be doing with another goal. Doesn't he care? Yeah. Big smile. All about me. He's getting shut off. Look at me, everybody. I've scored. I don't care if I'll get sent off. I, That's you. Like, in I've, a nutshell. I, I, I've, got to, I've got to admit, and if any of my teammates are listening, I, I totally apologise. My full concern, I don't care what the score was at five o'clock. See as long as I'd scored. <laughs> I, I believe it. <laughs> my name was in the paper the next day. Shuggy was writing something nice about me. And away you go. I had a nice weekend. Well, that, that's you. You, in another life, were but, born to play up front for Cameroon. Yeah, but that was my job to score. Mm-hmm. I don't care what else happened. No iron team <laughs> and all that stuff. Uh, anyway, right. There's no goals anywhere. Now, forget... Qatar for a second there's no goals in our featured matches down the leagues as well so why don't we get this up and running quickly Hugh Keevans The first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online Now not including this current World Cup Which is an abomination according to the Dazzler (laughs) Not including this World Cup Name the last five players To play for their country In the knockout stages onwards Of a World Cup Whilst playing for a Scottish side So don't include this World Cup Name the last five To play for their country In the knockout stages onwards Of a World Cup while playing for a Scottish side I like that At Clyde SSB Right Nudge nudge Wink wink There might be one of them Who had technically just left a Scottish club But it was his most recent club You know you would still consider him As being a player of that club He hadn't signed for a new club yet Because obviously the World Cup Usually takes place in the summer But I think it only applies to one of them uh, And don't let that put you off too much You can see the question repeated over on our Twitter feed At Clyde SSB mm. And that is where you need to send the answers to. It is a race. Get your thinking caps on. Get in touch and let us know. I, I like to think that they are... Uh, and, and by the way, I don't mean to go for lazy uh, lazy stereotypes here, but just in case there are... Because it could be husbands or wives or boyfriends or yeah. girlfriends or whatever. If you're being dragged around the shops, the Christmas shopping, by your significant other, maybe you're sitting slumped in the corner, waiting, desperate for the day to end. You've got us 
on the earphones Maybe you can put some thinking time Into that first half teaser And send it over I must admit I made my first foray Into the city centre yeah. oh, This dangerous. morning no, no, no. Uh, and stuff. Very very early for me I, I, I usually thrive on the sort of last minute Because I don't have a real job I only come in here at night So I quite like to just You know maybe pick a day A couple of days before Christmas uh, Go in during the day But I thought I'd go a bit earlier Went in this morning Chaos Horrendous Absolute yeah. chaos Yep 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 No, no good uh, I try to steer clear Gordon Do almost shopping online nah, If possible that. I like yeah, that. I'm, online a, I'm, old, I'm old school I'm like Hugh Keevans Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. Did you, you buy stand anything? Standing queues and... uh, For myself <laughs> Oh no Because <laughs> it's your Birthday coming up soon, That's true. Oh, we've got one of these, right? Enough about me. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. David Field called it. He said he's been one of the players of the lower leagues in recent seasons, Mitch Meganson, and it's only taken him six minutes to get up and running this afternoon. Bad news for you, Partick Thistle fans. Uh, those back to back clean sheets looking like a thing of the past. Uh, the other thing of the past Cove Rangers won Partick Thistle nil Mitch Meganson I know him all too well Yeah I played with him at Dumbarton Good lad And then he, he punished me Many occasions When we came up against Cove But a good player at that level Top goal scorer um, And seen Cove through Out the, the leagues And he's at it again today well, David said there was a good Partick Thistle Travelling support uh, So they, they, they can't be too despondent There's plenty of time left for them But it's a real test of character now Did you say you went and bought yourself a birthday present Yeah Ah oh, look it's, that's a long story yeah, that, That's it's all that was on my mind, mind When Mitch Megason was scoring there No I, I mean uh, <laughs> He, he, he <laughs> bought it and then hid it in the car Yeah <laughs> I was just And then I was give it to <laughs> some, just give it, it And then say go and give that back to me for <laughs> <not>. <laughs> I'm doing that for my Christmas Save presents. everybody else the hassle then you, And then you don't get lumbered with stuff you don't like you, say, you, you do strike me as that type of guy That you're so particular with what you want you know, and, and you would throw a strop if you got well, something it's, rubbish. It's like you, I'll be honest, right? I'll, I'll, I'll openly, it was golf shoes, right? You don't, you just don't want somebody else picking your golf no, shoes, no, do you? No, you've got to pick your own right, stuff. So what's the what's the problem in that? I would just happily accept them and say, oh, I know they're, what, they're great. Listen, we've seen your golf gear. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, would agree with that. By the way, my mum will be listening. She bought me them, so mum. She might have bought you them, but it was 1999 when she bought you them, so she'll have been over it by now. Uh, anyway, at Clyde SSB Do you know what I was thinking actually though On the topic of that time of your fast approaching I'm looking at that the, the date in front of me Mark 3rd of December And I'm looking for your specialist subject here Footballers nights out Oh, right yeah. That would be your mastermind <laughs> subject Would this be Would this be the first weekend oh. Where players are playing today So you're looking at our games Whether it's Queen's Park or Partick Thistle Falkirk, Airdrie Is there a good chance That this is the first weekend That those guys Are full time whistle Into the shower Glad rags on Onto the bus And <laughs> Tis Christmas the night out Tis the season Where Christmas nights out Have been planned for a long time so is, Would the 3rd of December well, be? Well 3rd of December yeah. I know I know one that's happening In our leagues just now It's happening tonight Oh yes It's not too far from here um, Well you've now just yeah, it's Queen's Park okay, Queen's Park then, have got great. their night out And they're on their way So Own Coy will be home for a win Or it could Air be cancelled they're off to Dublin as well Apparently Are they? What? According to Roger Hanna Air United Seriously? That's yeah. not far though is it? Yeah but yeah, Just mad, across the water day was Club de Mar oh, oh, no, no 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 This is the thing like, <laughs> uh, By the way Memphis Depay's put the Netherlands one up on USA But that's much less important No no things have moved on yeah. the, all the, the teams pretty much always now go Have to go away uh, You go away Get out of the that's city a, That's a thing It's not like they're big names so, is it new, well, Even better then you can blend yeah. in Newcastle, Liverpool, Leeds, Dublin, Belfast, whatever 
Newcastle's a big one and t- for the night and, and, yeah. and there'll be various teams there yeah. won't they and they'll, they'll all congregate, sort of congregate. Yeah. so right okay you've inspired me because I reckon there'll be amateur teams out there you'll be people listening junior players amateur players if this is the first weekend of the year when football team Christmas nights out take place why not tweet me your best stories from said nights out? Is this wise? Well, mm. pro- producer mm. Callum will go through them all, discard 99% of them, yeah. and give me the 1% that can be read out on air. I feel like pushing the boundaries this afternoon. I'm in one of those moods. So come on then, if this is the first weekend of football team Christmas nights out, have you ever been on one? Were they memorable? If so, why? Give me your stories, your destinations... You can name and shame people who've disgraced themselves. Whatever you want, this is the place to do it. At Clyde SSB. This will be good fun. Mm. I, uh, would, I uh, wouldn't go on a night out now. They were an amazing time. What I, was your I memorable mean, ones then? Oh, well, a few. Well, I, I had to suffer a lot before yeah, I right. consumed you, alcohol. You didn't turn I to just had to sit there I'll dressed up. to your mid-twenties. You know, because quite... Well, you dressed as quite, a, well, as a, a Celtic player. It's, it's usually fancy <laughs> dress. <laughs> <laughs> what have you come as? Number 12. Number 12. What did you dress up as? Um, oh, we've had it all. We've had, you know, movie characters. We've had... Uh, and you went uh, as... I went as Zorro one time. That was before I drunk. Right. At Dundee United, I remember driving the car in. And I was 18 at the time, but I dressed as movie, I'm Zorro. But I parked the car at the top of Sucky Old Street in the car park. You often forget you have to get to the place where you're meeting. So I'm walking down Sucky Old Street, dressed as Zorro. <laughs> and nobody and people, else is dressed up because it's no, not Halloween, people, it's Christmas. Uh, people are just uh, doing their Christmas shopping. Until you get into that pub where all your mates are, you look like a right idiot. But once I started to, to consume alcohol, then it all became mm-hmm. so much what, better. What, he, he won't do in the following afternoon is Let's go up market We're not interested in Dundee United Going well, to the big Celtic, lights of Glasgow uh, here, right? we went, I, I remember going to Liverpool And uh, it was a two day or so We went after the game it was Here brilliant. I quickly said that it was a two day <laughs> There so are always two days aye. Of course So the second day You're a bit giddy And you're dressed up So I was I don't know what the theme was But I was Elvis And I was sharing a room uh-huh. with Paddy Paddy McCourt He was Banana Man so, Elvis so and Banana Man me, me and, uh, Elvis and Banana Man Were sitting at the hotel bar <laughs> I wonder what Banana Man and Elvis was <laughs> And we ended up walking up to the Cavern Club And the boy playing in the Cavern Club in Liverpool The entertainment Just it's looked at us coming yeah. in And just must have thought sank, What is you know. this And we had oh, one of the best days And uh, Dare to say That, that went on was for a few years Elvis Las Vegas jumpsuit was it that? No, I can't squeeze into that. Oh, <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I've never been the slimmest. Uh, the, is it ever the case then, does the manager ever pull the plug if the result that day doesn't go to plan? So, I mean, I've had yeah. Hayley, Hayley, I don't know if Hayley is reliably informed if she's just wanting to tell tales. She's tweeted me as well and says, Queen's Park are off to Newcastle tonight. Um, hmm. I mean, for instance, if they get turned over at home to Hamilton, would Owen Coyle pull the plug or is that, is that oh, not the done thing? Oh, uh, well, mm. I've been there. I've, again, at Dundee United, everything was planned and we got beaten. Um, is it Gordon Chisholm or Ian McCall pulled the plug? That did not go down well with the players. Did not go down well at Lost all. Lost the dressing room. Lost the dressing say. room for three days. The, the worst day <laughs> is when the manager pulls the plug in the kit. That's the big one for me. Mm-hmm. I had to go and face Jimmy Nickel, took it right off the table. Boys were absolutely disgusted. Mm. We really tried to get him the sack a couple of defeats that way. <laughs> that year, let me tell you. So we, was, there a, was there a direct link? I mean, at Celtic, were you always talking, what, Liverpool, London? We were always away, but the, the best couple we had was we, we flew straight to London 
uh, two years in the bounce. And one time we were playing Dundee United away um, at Tanadice and we 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 got a flight from Dundee Airport. No no planes leave so to Dundee played, Airport. Played at Tanadice right. straight to Dundee Airport, flew to London straight to our hotel straight out that night, and it was X Factor final that night. Will I Am was one of the performers. We ended up in, in the nightclub with Will I Am, and I, I mean, hours before we're at Tanadice. No wonder. And, and, and me, no wonder me and a few of the guys are standing with Will I Am chatting away about Celtic. No wonder we haven't qualified for a World Cup since 1998. That was amazing. I think I've got photos of right, Will I Am and Will So uh, End. Do you know when they let that story down? Think about this Will I Am talking about Celtic. Aye. Will I Am wouldn't even know who oh, Celtic was. Oh, he knew, oh, he knew everything about the club. He had posters to say where he was. Are you Wilson? Are you W? Who's Will I am? Never William. Mind. Was that the trip to London that, that you told me a story about one of your teammates ended up getting a taxi up the road? Well, we have to leave him nameless. <laughs> Actually, leave him nameless, right, okay. but he did. He, he got a taxi. We were arriving we'll back to, to the hotel. Nameless, yeah, we will. Right. Arriving back to the hotel, and he's on his way out the hotel. Where are you going? He says, I'm, I'm going From home. From London. I'm going a home. Taxi. He jumped in a black cab. At the front door <laughs> And fell asleep in the back And the driver woke him up As he's coming into The part of see. Scotland well, well, well seen This is the Celtic night if, if That's class isn't see, it? If 800 quid if, if, if you're Queen's Park Or whatever <laughs> You can't afford a taxi From London Back, you back to Glasgow That's amazing He's doing man He's taking the A1 It's M6 mate <laughs> Anyway, right, get, we'll have a bit of fun with that. Tweet us at Clyde SSB your football team Christmas night out stories. Like, don't feel left out if you're not part of a football team. I suppose I would take your work Christmas night out stories as well. Please do at Clyde SSB. We've got goals down the leagues. I don't know if these guys are away anywhere. Stranraer nil, Stirling Albion one. Robert Thompson uh, with the goal. Elgin City one, Stenhouse Muir nil. Russell Dingwall with the goal there. And that goal for Mitch Meganson for Cove against Partick Thistle is the only one in our featured matches. Sterling Albin, absolutely flying. Just I actually hope they win that league. You know, for two reasons. Jack, connection to the show. But so they beat Dumbarton. Because this guy has banged on about Dumbarton since the so start of the season because he watched him one game. Dumbarton are the champions. Give them the trophy now. No problem. <laughs> Job's done. Sterling will be runners-up. Into the playoffs, perhaps. Yeah. yeah, well, we'll see. We will see. Um, By the way, this game's good that we're watching. And this, guy's is, <laughs> this is your problem. You're now just you're, you're doing that thing that you do where you won't admit that you're wrong and you're just doubling down. This is a good game of football. Well, one, neither of you are watching it. I'm really. watching, I'm it. watching no, it. Memphis Depay's goal was a wonderful right? team move. And apart from the goal, it's it's been chances he missed could, a sitter the before could, the goal. Yeah. Yeah, well, two minutes. They've not really had a save. <laughs> and the, like, yeah. the Mexican no, wave's gone oh, around the on. stadium. That's just ruined it for me. You not like the Mexican oh, wave? Of course not. <laughs> no. What a disgraceful sight at a football game. There is a Mexican wave. What about the pressure? Have you ever been in a stadium yeah, when it comes in and you're going, ah, I need to stand up oh. here? And if you don't, Do you people your arms up. What a, what a manufactured piece of atmosphere generation that is nonsense not having that and where all. did it originate did, was it Mexico, Mexico. Uh, that, would no, be my, and, that would be my guess Six was it <laughs> the clues in the title <laughs> that would be my guess but I yeah. actually don't know or do you mean did it originate I know, the world, I know that it was in Mexico but was it at Mexico 86 World Cup I don't, don't know Callum should know that he's, he's, a, he's, he's a football nerd he's working away in there he'll Say something in my ear in a minute But anyway Netherlands won 
uh, USA nil Memphis Depay with the goal and it was a great goal don't listen to Gordon DL uh, keep your guesses coming in at Clyde SSB on the teaser and we are also asking for your best ever Christmas night out stories because Christmas party season is very much upon us football teams up and down the country today will be heading away on theirs will there be chaos Mark in the Premiership this season when when will the players get theirs that's a good point actually they won't I wonder if they're trying to arrange something this weekend maybe if they're back in training Mm. I think there's a good chance of that, so of keep your eyes open, it's everybody. Part of, it's part of the fun not that you go after a game when you play on the Saturday. Yeah, well, that is. It's only fun if you, Do you, think if it's you part, win. Is it part of the foreign culture? I mean, the five Japanese players at Celtic, they can't really see them. Oh, oh, <laughs> the story about Nakamura, before I joined the club, I joined in January, but I heard about the Christmas night out um, the month before. And Nakamura came and he wasn't a drinker or anything. Apparently, <laughs> carried it the restaurant, and uh, but worse for wear. And needless <laughs> to say, I never seen him in another socialising event after that. One and only. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please drink responsibly. Clyde Nil mm. FC Edinburgh one. John Robertson oh. uh, with the goal, bouncing back from cup. The drum humiliation to your team, Hugh. The drum, and I must admit, we were all. Excited to see what the draw would hold The yeah. glamour we, we had the assistant manager on the phone We had the, uh, the co-manager, sorry We had the kit man on the show They were talking about getting Celtic or Rangers Or Hearts, Hibs or Aberdeen Elgin away Yeah It's not great, is it? Nah, nah Two Bob team Sorry to the people of Elgin if you're listening uh, No offence <laughs> I like um, that, Hugh I lost hi- my job A history of, a Sc- of Scottish football and 100 objects Has tweeted to say Here you are Never let it be said that this show's not an education the Mexican wave was first started by crazy George Henderson <laughs> at a baseball game in Oakland, California in October the 15th, 1981. So why is it the Mexican oh, wave then? That's, that's disappointing then. Oh, I love that. It's great knowledge. No, it's good knowledge, but it's disappointing that we are taking it for a baseball game. And Well, it must have got popular. Well, that worked its way down to Mexico and then became popular through that World Cup. Was, well done, Cal. So, so Apparently that bit, in America it's just called the wave, wave. though. You've put Mexico in front So of maybe then, maybe there is another chapter, mm. maybe it did become more popular for viewers here at, at, in Mexico at that World Cup and we added the Mexican bit. I don't know. Have you ever no. seen When Harry Met Sally? <laughs> a, a, Where's this going? There's a wave in there. There is. What? When Harry Met Sally, it's a movie, oh, right. a classic movie. Oh, right. he'll have seen it. He only remembers one scene. Though. <laughs> he doesn't remember that bit. <laughs> I'm still watching that snow one that you go to every he, year. He remember, He's still going he, to that. He remember <laughs> the snow. Yeah, that's the only scene you remember what, from that, isn't it? From Harry Met Sally. I've never watched you ever that. Tried, that never had diner. that recreated in yeah. the Rex Cafe or anything. No, never mind. All oh, right, I know where you're going now. No, <laughs> um, no, I know where you're going. <laughs> Did you, what stupid question did you just ask me? The, 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 the snow movie you. that you go and see yeah, every Christmas. It's a wonderful movie. life, I mean. Ah, That's yes. The one. Uh, do you still do, go to that? Do I still go and see it every year? I think. You're a wee bold now, eh? For that nonsense. What do you mean? Well, to go every year, you've seen it. You what, must have the only home in Scotland that does not have It's a Wonderful Life on every year. Christmas is, is that complete. Is that the one? Is, is it that was the... always a tradition. Every year we would go to the cinema to see it. Then a couple of things happened. Baby. Lockdown, straight yeah. into... Ch- so I'm, I'm, we probably haven't gone the last two, maybe the last mm. two or three, so slacking. Might need to get it on the, 
Yeah, on the stream it this year. Yeah. I was going to see even DVD, but that's now even done, isn't it? Yeah. I don't have a Christmas movie. I've got one on DVD. It's one for life. Yeah, I've got it to you. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I should just prefer to watch it's it in black and white. Really, you can you can watch it in color, and it's just it's just not the same. Yeah, well, obviously he, it's not the same, but it, 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 yeah, it just doesn't. Sit when right. he's running down the street, it's not the same. In nah, color. nah, yeah. it doesn't. You still never seen it? Seriously? No, no, I've never seen it. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, the thing is about this show, right? There'll be lot because <laughs> listeners to this show remember everything that's ever said, and they'll remember that we had this discussion last Christmas <laughs> and the Christmas before that, <laughs> and <laughs> the Christmas before yeah. that. If then we'll any, have it next year. If there's any way, year. if there's any way to chart how long I've been on this show, is how many years we've had this discussion <laughs> at Christmas, and I think the answer is six, by the way. So, um, but you should watch it then and gives. You know, progressive no, I, the I, conversation. I, I, but I, I, my big dilemma is: I go colour or black? No, don't go colour. You know, <laughs> it was made the year I was born. There, yeah. nineteen twenty-four was it? No, <laughs> is that right, Shug? Nineteen forty-nine. It's a wonderful life. Absolutely. You remind me of Clarence, actually. Yeah, a little bit. Your copy of Tom Sawyer. Or you've got the Daily Record in your pocket. <laughs> I can see you sleeping in those robes that he wears. Actually, I can just about imagine that. No, I actually hope he never watches it. He's just too cynical. He'll ruin it for me. All he'll do is moan about it. This is a guy who can't even enjoy the World Cup. Yeah. A guy who takes no happiness from putting up Christmas decorations or sending or receiving Christmas cards. I don't want him to watch it and then whinge don't, about it. Don't you watch anything Christmassy at all? Any films or? That face suggests no. I've not got that. one that sticks out to be honest with you. But uh, just um, without I, without giving too much away, some of the things that you've said about your football viewing habits over the last year would suggest that you've now got um, different options available to you on your your television that you can watch anything at the touch of a button constantly. So on your special TV that you've got, does it have a a Christmas movie section that you could maybe? <laughs> Explore. Do you know something? I'm going. I'm going to look into that tonight. Yeah, you do that. Um, and and I may find a wee a wee jammy day, just with a duvet, sit and watch a wee movie. There you go. Hats. Go watch Tyson Fury and Derek Chisora oh, no tonight. Thanks. Honestly, what? you two fighting again? Oh, not for me. Seriously, are they on tonight? Yeah. I ah, no, I'm not watching that. I'm watching. Whose voice? Uh, let's hear your voice. Yes. <laughs> let's hear your voice. So so far we've rated Christmas movies, Saturday night TV shows. Asked Mark Wilson about Christmas night. So, do you want to talk about football? Or I'm very surprised with no goals. Queens Park Hamilton. I mean, the Queens Park going for promotion got their night out in danger of having it cancelled if they slip up against the bottom club. Very surprised. Come on now, Owen. Snap to it. I wonder if they're enjoying playing back there because I remember taking breaking and uh, no well Airdrie there and they were just saying it's it's mm. eerie uh, I think it was Mark Roberts at the time that was in charge he just says he didn't didn't enjoy you know the vastness of the stadium when it came to that level it's weird Here's a, a, so- a sore one on the Christmas night out stories right they're starting to come in Sean White says boy and the team wore fake designer shoes to training we found out he paid £20 from the Barra's market so on the bus back from the night out he took his shoes off someone threw them out the bus window <laughs> but it turns out he liked the look of the fake so much that he had bought a real pair <gasps> for the Christmas <laughs> night <laughs> somebody's launched his brand new designer <laughs> shoes that's the thing out seeing the bus windows Christmas nights out was Sean White who sent that and that's fantastic anything anything goes you know the most well behaved teammate that you've seen for the previous six months turns into this different person for 48 hours it's amazing what a Christmas night out this 
It's funny, Hugh, because you hear that there. The, the night out lasts yeah. 48 hours. Yeah. You know how the footballers mm. live, eh? Um, <laughs> Will Ranger is not quite getting in the spirit, but a bit of a tongue in cheek one. He says, What about beers by the pool in Dubai with Lenny? Are uh, we oh. better or not? We only spent about six weeks oh, talking about and that. And the, the hair braiding as well. Remember, mm. Lax Out and Duffy were at that. How could we forget? So, yes, what's your best, best story from a. Christmas night out Get them into us on Twitter At Clyde SSB You can keep them anonymous Inverness nil Dundee won Paul McMullen with the goal And in our featured game Goal flashes With Clyde built home improvements uh, We do have another goal as well And it's for Well we've got two Actually another two One for Queen's Park So they go one up Against Hamilton Ackies Grant Savory with a low strike into the corner and our featured League One game as well Falkirk are in front against Airdrie Kai Kennedy ball over the top took it down and fired it in a cross goal left footed to make it Falkirk 1 Airdrie 0 and that game you predicted Hugh Queen's Park 1 Hamilton 0 yeah amazing Owen must have heard me say snap to it uh, it's a, a long shift for uh, John Rankin at Hamilton uh, I mean I heard uh, uh, who's that who's Hamilton for us Andrew. Andrew Andrew Yeah um, I heard him say About all the players Who were born in 2006 And I thought I've got socks I bought in 2006 Yeah mm. I mean that, that made even me Feel not great Considering it's a World Cup year There's a chance That those players Playing for Hamilton today Or involved in the squad Weren't alive When Zidane headbutted Matarazzi Amazing. In the World Cup I final. mean One of the boys On the bench for Hamilton Gabriel Forsyth Went to school With my boys Six months older uh, Just brings it in a the perspective what John has got I mean a, a, a boy with a good future ahead of him but it's, it's difficult for a manager to rely on young players when they're at the bottom of the league yeah in the World Cup still Netherlands won USA nil 28 minutes gone there um, Argentina Australia tonight of course I'll as be, well I'll be alright that'll be exciting alright we're winning your round two then. is yeah I'm looking forward to that Harry Souter against Lionel Messi that's what I'm Brilliant looking story forward now. how does that sound great story for the young man. We, we oh. heard from one of his old youth coaches on the show last night, a man you know well. Yep, my good friend, former assistant, Stevie Campbell. Uh, he, listen, see, when you look at his record, the players that he brought through and, and coached in his time at United, exceptional. But I, I would dare say that Harry Souter probably wasn't the one that he would have said would have probably played at the highest level. Stevie sounds an excitable type. Very. <laughs> very, uh, uh, once, if, once he gets ahead of steam up he's, he's hard to stop if Harry Souter scores tonight I wouldn't like to see and hear Stevie he's a brilliant guy Stevie <laughs> but I mean it's so much influence over the young players because when you get him at that young age you know it's, it was his job to, to work in morning and afternoon sessions and then of course the manager comes along and says they're looking good oh, I'll tell you what a what, a tri- what a trip to Newcastle it's going to be if this continues Goal Flashes with Clyde-built home improvements Queen's Park have doubled their advantage Simon Murray played through into the box Finds the bottom corner And those Aki's fans who were needing a result It certainly doesn't look like happening today Quick-fire double uh, Two goals inside two minutes And it's Queen's Park 2, Hamilton Aki's nil Simon Murray's had a varied career From South Africa to the south side of Glasgow uh, I just wonder if Queen's Park were to get up uh, if the squad might need seriously overhauled for the, the top division but well done Simon Murray Hibbs ex-player um, as I say went to South Africa 
That might be that might be one of the great Hugh Keevensisms of all time. It's December. The Queen's Park fans are dreaming of promotion, and you have got them having to upgrade their squad for yes. the Premiership yes. already. Yes, 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 Come uh, on. No, no, I, I feel that uh, this is the case. Yes, I'll discuss it with the one later. Anyway, they're two 0 up. Andrew McLean says, "Top top won't know what's hit it." I can only assume that's a night spot in Newcastle. I would, I've never I would been. Know. What's it called? Top top. Andrew McLean's a lot younger than <laughs> us, of course. Uh, let me tell you. See, when you're on that pitch and you're a Queen's Park. Player and you go two up, your mind starts oh, wandering yeah. to yeah. the bus journey down yeah. and was head. So <laughs> wonder what the first oh, dance will be. There is no better feeling. So if it goes two, forward two, to the last one, if, if it goes two two, Hamilton Mackies will know that they've switched off yeah, altogether. Then yeah. Coyle, uh, I'm sure won't let that happen. Good night ahead for the boys. But uh, the biggest problem for that for me would be the journey down there. You know what I mean? It's a long way. Oh, that's a good. That's the best bit though. for them. You know, on just, the bus You've never mm. seen a team Get showered and changed So exactly. quickly in your life One or two refreshments After the protein shakes are done yeah. That's the best uh, I, like, I like to get into the venue Sort of separate <laughs> myself With the ones I didn't like Stand there myself There you go I can, I can <laughs> imagine that you you. On. Just at the bar just <laughs> With the suit yeah. With the collar The shirt collar Over the suit collar uh, the ends, Sweetheart Tell your mum You'll not be home Make a phone call um, It was a <laughs> <laughs> great night So Strenar one Sterling Albion one Dylan Forrest with the goal on thirty one minutes. There's, um, there's something of the Dell boy trotter about him. Yeah, I can see him at the bar and then falling through the bar. Yeah, one of these in the Gordon DL derby. Goal flashes with Clyde built home improvements. One 0 to air. Josh Mullen at the back post. Great trick on the wide area cross from Logan Chalmers, and there was Josh Mullen one 0 to Air United. Well. They want to stay top. One of four clubs could be top of that division by five o'clock. One of four. But Air are showing their determination to make sure that they started there this afternoon and they'll finish there this evening. Uh, four for one, Albion Rovers. No, Ben Armour with the goal there. I think what's interesting, going to be interesting anyway with Air and Morton. I think we spoke about it last year with our both that once they get in this position and they get halfway through the season, how they deal with the pressure of the games they're then expected to win so today AR against Wraith top of the league you'd expect AR to win but uh, as we're saying you never know that Wraith could have went there full of confidence and next up but AR dealing with the pressure well every week getting results against teams that you know are up there challenging alongside them well it's three of the top four are leading so far and if Morton got a, a goal uh, all of a sudden this afternoon that gap with the four could just be breaking away and it could be a little mini league I know it's still early but there's some quality only teams one are... correct answer on the teaser Hugh so let's oh. see if we can get some uh, wrong answers out of the way yep give us a question not including this fantastic current World Cup name the last five players to play for their country in the knockout stages onwards of a World Cup while playing for a Scottish side Sean has gone for Bruno Alves. No, good try, but I think no. he was in a squad but didn't play. He's also gone, and this might be the similar reason, Dedrick Boyata. No. Uh, Peter Gray wants to go for Mick McCarthy. Call me Mick. My dad was Mr. McCarthy. He said to me once. Pat Bonner. Pat, Pat Bonner no. scored a goal. So we're not in the lap. <laughs> 
There is nothing mentioned about scoring goals. Oh, right, here. okay. Uh, it's the last five players to do it. <laughs> so those two. These answers you've gave me based on them scoring goals. Would be out with the time. It's the last five. So we've only got one correct answer. So come on, let's see what we can get at Clyde SSB. Send your answers in, please. Uh, and see if you can join that podium. There is only one. We've got five. Can you have a look? So far, you can then hold up your bit of paper. Go on then. Uh, You've now added six. Just, I know, just by um, Okay, one. Yeah, yeah, they're all right. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, it's well funny we we're watching we're a World Cup being played for the first time ever in the month of December. I remember Pat Bonner's save. At Italia 90 And I watched it In the press room At Wimbledon Don't you know See that's a proper time of year For these yeah. big sporting events yeah. I had an action figure Of that Can you believe that yeah. That save Yeah Yeah Little oh. figure Diving down with a ball Yeah Yeah Always remember that Big Christmas In the Wilson household That year I didn't get much <laughs> I didn't get much His dad delivered it <laughs> Still got it? <laughs> no, unfortunately, no. No, I lost it. That's in the charity shop uh, along with his breaking uh, tracks. Uh, <laughs> that was one of that was one of the all time great discoveries on Twitter. Seeing someone messaged me to say they had found your breaking tracksuit in a ah, local charity no, shop. Was that, it was a low blow. I was just trying to do something good for oh, the the breaking fans out there that couldn't afford the merchandise. And then Alec Ray went and bought it or bought some of it. <laughs> and, uh, By the way, the, the t shirts that who Alex. Is it in the bin I take it? I don't know Oh no it got auctioned off For hundreds of pounds to... We sent it to someone Yeah remember that ah, oh, oh, hundred yeah, C right, I was yeah. just doing my bit For charity Someone uh, Yalik Ray dropped us off Reading t-shirts The other day Have you I, seen them? I wore it I went out a run The other Brilliant, night And I, I, I Tell a lie I was going to get a run When I came in here Quite like the Clyde Bank Running scene right mm. it's, it's, um, it's a lovely area Makes you run quick And um and as on my way out the door, I thought I need to, and I just grabbed it, and it was still in the back, it's still in the little pouch that it yeah. came in. So I can't imagine many people go a run in Clyde Bank wearing some sort of Reading T-shirt. That was his Christmas gift to us when he delivered the. Yeah. You know what? Visited the studio. I Good took it in the pouch. It was. I took it in the pouch and I put it on, and I was thinking, "This is great. It's not even got a badge on it. Ah, Brilliant. Sleeve. It's on, on the sleeve. sleeve. It's on the sleeve. I'm going to try and unstitch it. Just rip it off. Mm. I think okay, I could live with that I must admit Right no other goals Going in at the moment We're still looking On Twitter For your Christmas night out Stories Now don't worry See if it's Not a football team Related one Of course That gives you The brownie points Because we primarily uh, Look at things Through a football focus But any Christmas night out Stories whatsoever That you want to share Send them in At Clyde SSB You can ask me To leave them anonymous That would be Absolutely fine it's just it's that time of year All these teams that are playing today Lots of them will be heading off afterwards I actually can't remember and Where I heard this story right, Which renders it useless But there is a, a team somewhere I think it was an English team So maybe it was a podcast or something I listened to Where they were going to Dubai uh, But oh. the, the sort of way of I don't know if it was to keep the price down Or, or the, the, the best way that they could plan it Was they, they were really cutting it fine For after the game Like properly cutting it fine So mm. they didn't shower <laughs> And they went all the way, and then they were they were pro- they properly had like mud up their legs and stuff like that. The full night, night flight arrived, caked in mud. <laughs> that was amazing. That is brilliant. Oh no dear, oh dear, oh dear, Newcastle, lock yourselves oh, up. You don't know what's go. hit you tonight. Goal flashes. <laughs> With Clyde Built Home Improvement. Start the bus. Yeah, get Green the tunes Park on. Three Hamilton Ackies nil. Josh McPake on thirty-six minutes. There's a few extra quid going into that kitty tonight. Oh I think. yeah, yeah. Only will be dipping in his pocket, but worrying times for Hamilton. They're getting left adrift down there. It's just as well their team are too young to go out. 
That's true. <laughs> <laughs> is there a good under? <laughs> <anyway? laughs> there wouldn't have bed been nine o'clock tonight. That is awkward, eh? You, yeah. have, to, you have to consider that. Uh, look, I, I do feel for John. I've been in exactly that position where you stand there in that big stadium and mm. you have to go into your technical area. See, be fair, John. And you're getting. Uh, you've been in a different position. John's bottom of the championship, you're bottom division two. No, but we are I'm talking about. Oh, that's oh. right. You weren't at the game. You were in here. Oh, well, you should have been at the game. Oh, oh by the way, apparently it is Hamilton's night out tonight as well. Oh, no. <sighs> not anymore. They'll be just sitting in watching. It's a wonderful life. <laughs> and you know <laughs> what, John? You know, consummate professional. Yeah, doesn't he drink? Teetotal. Fitness that. fanatic. I wonder if you might just pull the plug. Listen, the way this is going, he may have a drink tonight. What was he saying? Forget about it. John ranking like he has like it's like one McDonald's a year yeah, or yeah. one cup of tea a year it's something outrageous <laughs> it's isn't one, it one McDonald's so Coca-Cola after the last is it not, is and it? the Coca-Cola ah, yeah, alongside so after the last game of the season he, he goes for it and once gets it once will sit down thinking, oh, they've changed in management he'll be straight to the nearest kebab shop tonight after oh that. not a chance he'll never change you one of the fittest players ever ever the players are playing with you pick me up after that don't you you'll yeah. have a cup of tea Couple of extra oh, sugars in it. No. It'll be alright. Yeah, go or run. Put brown two sugar in it. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He, he, John be. was one for going to run every Christmas. We Christmas morning off sometimes. John would go a run five mile run every every Christmas It'll morning. It'll be hypnotherapy he needs if this goes on like this. Yeah, that's not going to be uh, an ideal night if it indeed does go ahead. But it's given us inspiration. Come on, share your best Christmas night out stories, please. I've already liked the guy. Uh, who had his designer shoes chucked out the bus window that was good because everyone thought they were fake I love that just the look on his face there's no going back is it? I mean if you're on the motorway or something oh no 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 you're finished you just need to wave them goodbye you can't be spotted at the side of the road looking for your shoes <sighs> you'd be down the next day in your car if it wasn't too far away just hoping you would oh 100% listen I bought shoes to uh, I'll for me. never forget the time just because they were a good price um, that's right you did didn't <laughs> yeah you? and I stretched them won the wrong size was it not no Odd no that's true but I went into a well known chuggy gaffer shop right and the shoe the shoes were eight and a half they were a few quid half price and I thought I can squeeze into them very tight very sore but I decided I'll go for that and then I bought one of these stretcher things with you I had them on there for about six week, months week and a half thin socks done the business <laughs> did you, you did also buy one eight yeah. and one nine did one you not nine one time one ten, deliberately yeah. for yeah in the window cheap. I went in and they got that's true that's, that's <laughs> yeah, true what happened to the other two she was saying, well, they've obviously been sold odd anyway, and then there's yeah, the other pair left. The girl says to me, Look, I've only one nine and one. I went, Well, I've got, I can wear two socks on the right, one on the left. <laughs> How much are you doing them for? Got a good price. Nobody ever went, oh, He's got a size he's got some nine. Cheap. Cheap. <laughs> <laughs> some cheap taking it as far as to talk about designer shoes. Do you remember the time you got your nice half and half red and yellow golf ball? And you lost it because you don't off you don't lose golf balls. You're just too steady. I'd hate to admit, but there was one yeah, remember yeah, you lost yeah. it. And as I'm I'm leaving the golf course, he's pulled his car over. <laughs> I see him. I've 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 caught him. 
Put, he's taken his car up to another part of the golf course, got out, I found, and, I found it, and revi- I know you did, and revisited the bit of the course that he lost oh, the ball. You're tight. <laughs> no, you it, wasn't, are tight. it wasn't. It was the fact that I, I pride myself not losing golf balls, Mark. Yeah, but that doesn't oh, count. That's That's not what people mean when they say I don't lose them. They mean like I'm so consistent. You don't get to go back and look for it three hours later <laughs> and say, <laughs> I "Told you, that was a I told you so." Ah, oh, that is I, tight. That. I, I'm not the one thing about me is I'm not tight I'm just careful with my, my gold balls Stranraer 2 Sterling Albion 1 Sean McIntosh on 41 minutes there Stranraer were 1 down they're now 2-1 oh. in front a reminder of the teaser please Hugh yes so not including this World Cup name the last five players to have played for their country in the knockout stages onwards of a World Cup while playing for a Scottish team uh, some good answers coming in I think we now have a podium at least uh, But let's see if we can do some more uh, Wrong ones and point you out uh, In the right direction If you're wanting to make a last minute run uh, on, By the way I think most of these are Looking pretty bang on I must admit uh, Demarcus Beasley is he on your no, list? No he's not there Nah he was in a squad as well I think He's at Livingston um, now But didn't play That's right The way that Mar- Marvin Bartley's name Gets mixed up so often on this show uh, Right no more goals to tell you about The result of the day so far Is Queen's Park 3 Hamilton 0 before the break Air are 1 up On Wraith Rovers Are both Against Morton is goalless And Cove Rangers 1 up on Partick Thistle And their featured League 1 game Sees Falkirk leading Airdrie by a goal to nil as well So get in touch Interesting to hear from Fraser Half time Arbroath uh, Against Morton Long way to go for a goalless draw Fraser <laughs> ah, He's used to that though isn't he Is he yeah. staying up there Is he's, he, is he on his Christmas night out he, He's having his Christmas party in Arbroath What's the pub across <laughs> the road Gone for a Gone for a smoky uh, Nukes Tatty Nukes That's the one uh-huh. Tatty Nukes uh, He's in there for a wee smoky night <laughs> And no extra time this week of course Roger Hanna's romantic weekend oh, in Dundee Got ruined oh. last week because yeah. of extra time At, at Dens I wonder how the curry day. went Oh you don't want to know <laughs> Next, <laughs> next oh, day Oh you don't want to know <laughs> Put it Rede- out He's now doing a 34 ways um, <laughs> People are out there having their Christmas lunch For goodness sake You just put them off it Outrageous Watching this game here Just approaching half day This is one of the best games I've seen at the Brilliant, World Cup It's end to end stuff what, Would you take back What you, you, it? you first stated To be honest with you I'm not really watching I'm too interested in the show I'm loving the chat this afternoon When is our Christmas night out More pressingly In here oh, yeah. Thursday the 15th, 15th. The, We're always The same oh. night As Rangers Hibs And the Premiership starts by ah, Brown oh. uh, we're, we're in here Obviously And you two you, Oh you, so we are Yeah Oh I was going to go wild <laughs> <laughs> So you students of the game Will you be Oh it's devastating Are you going to head down After the show Are you going to watch The second half Of Definitely not. Rangers Hibs first <laughs> no. <laughs> no chance We will be there One minute past eight We'll be there So save us a spot Whoever's in charge mm. Well we'll see What's that A couple of weeks time hmm. Oh can't wait Is it fancy dress I've actually put my knee operation off So I can just go <laughs> Oh, that's Got that, a few moves that's on commitment. the dance floor. That's commitment. Oh, no, please don't. I might have to buy a new cardigan for the day. Oh, nice. Mm. What are you thinking, MS? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brown. Gentlemen's <laughs> shopping. <laughs> Personal grooming, very important. 
You could always just borrow another one of Mark Wilson's suits. For yeah. <laughs> no, I've got I've got my own clobber now. I've got to say. Dunfermline nil, Queen of the South one. Ooh. Rory Payton with the goal right in the stroke of half time. Good time to score uh, a goal that the Queen of the South fans and the Falkirk fans will celebrate because if there is any hope of oh, and there we've got another goal at the World Cup as well, and it looks like the Netherlands Daily Blint has scored, so it looks like they could be heading through on the stroke of half time. Only one minute added on, weirdly. And it is 2-0 to the Netherlands against the USA. It's also half-time at Somerset Park. A little bit different from Qatar. Uh, Roger Hanna is there. Yeah, a lot different from Qatar. And Sadie United won Wraith Rovers nil at half-time. The leaders in the lead, but they're very fortunate to be so. They've been second best for long stretches of this first half. Wraith really on top. Started brightly. Conor O'Riordan headed over from a corner after 12 minutes. Then skipper Scott Brown volleyed wide at the back post after another Wraith set-piece in 18 minutes. Here's Shrug. Struggling really to emerge as an attacking force. Young Finn Ekrapont making his league debut right back here. A shot held by ace keeper Jamie McDonald after a pass by top scorer Dick Dippo Akinyemi after 19 minutes. But Wraith soon back in the front foot. Lewis Bonner a shot deflected off Ekrapont and turned round the post. Decent save by air goalkeeper Charlie Albertson in 24 minutes. Air struggling to get any support up to Akinyemi at that stage. But then a master stroke by the manager Lee Bullen. He switched his wingers. Josh Mullen went from left to right. Logan Chalmers from right to left. Chalmers immediately had a long range shot tipped round the post by ace keeper McDonald. And then the wide men combined in 32 minutes for the only goal of the first half. A lovely step over a trick on the left hand side by Chalmers. He whipped in across beyond the far post. And there was Mullen steaming in to fire home from point blank range. Wraith almost levelled straight away up at the other end. And it was Albinson making a block. And then Kyle Connell firing the rebound over the top. But Ekrapont is at a really solid debut for there. Threatened again, getting forward. And a shot pushed out by McDonald after 37 minutes. Air lead, but only just. United 1, Wraith Rovers 0. Uh, let's see what else is happening then. In fact, we've had a late uh, goal in one of our games. But is it half-time yet or will I spoil... Uh, the headline news Yeah I'll have to do it Because it's not half time yet We've got one of these At Gayfield Goal flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements And it's high flying Morton right in the stroke Of half time A lovely goal From Lewis McGratton And Dougie Emery's side Will take a lead Into the break You would imagine We'll get the half time Picture very soon Let's go to League 1 Falkirk Airdrie At the break With Gabriel Yes, Falkirk deservedly leading 1-0 here. Gordon Kai Kennedy's lovely goal difference at the interval. The first chance of the game came 10 minutes in. It was actually for Adrianians. Dean McMaster broke through after a Falkirk set piece failed. He could have cut the ball across, but he was well within his right to take the shot on. But it was a good low save from Holgerth in the Falkirk goal. And that was their best chance of the half. Falkirk then got into the game and were on top. They had a couple of free kicks around the edge of the box. The best one was from Cole Donaldson. He went on the goalkeeper's side. Really good effort that Dean Liner spilled. There was no one there to capitalise on it. Uh, the goal then eventually came from Kennedy midway through that first half. The ball came over the top from the defence over their opposing centre-halves from Airdrie. Kennedy, a lovely control over, it sh- over his shoulder. Uh, he just struck it out of his left foot. Uh, across the goal there was a hint of offside but no VAR here of course a wonderful finish and a lovely goal Uh, Burrell had a headed chance a few minutes later from Falkirk at the near post but it went into the side netting and as I say Falkirk have been on top they've been getting on the ball in the final third a lot but they've not had enough chances to show for it the final pass 
must be better. Kennedy and Aidan Nesbitt, the danger men as ever for the Burns. Uh, Airdrie only made for race forward in the last five minutes of the half. They certainly are still in the game, but Falkirk are in command here. Half-time, Falkirk 1, Airdrie Onions 0. Uh, we told you about that late drama. Let's get the half-time picture up. Gayfield with Fraser. Uh, it was late drama, Gordon Broth 0, <coughs> Morton 1, and a stoppage time goal by Lewis McGrattan separates the team. Before that, nothing really between them. Pretty hard fought. 45 minutes, plenty of commitment, been pretty physical and lots of tempo. But very few clear-cut chances either until that McGrattan goal. The early chance came for a broth in the fourth minute. We tested Brian Schwake in the Morton goal with a left-foot volley. 16 yards out, pushed away by the keeper. Then centre-back Thomas O'Brien was next to test the goalkeeper with a header from a Scott Allen corner, tipped over by the goalkeeper at his top right-hand corner. Morton then had a spell of pressure, really excellent defending by our broth. It's a series of long throws by Lewis Strapp and corners by Robbie Muirhead as they were camped inside and near the Abroath box. So Josie Katong, Jack Kitongo, sorry, really bright on the right wing and he was in a good position two or three times. His crosses were cleared and a fierce loose strap shot was headed over by Thomas O'Brien as he headed into the back of the net. Scotland then, had, Scotland then had another chance, found space in the box but delayed his shot for some reason and that allowed an excellent tackle by Jack Beard to clear the danger. Katongo pace causing real problems. Crawford put him through one and one with a lovely pass but for some reason Katongo chose to square the ball rather than shoot and the chance was gone then Robbie Muirhead tested Gaston from distance comfortable save by the big goalkeeper again the game was then disrupted by stoppages for injuries the tempo dropped out of the game no real chances it looked like it was going to be nil-nil at half time till the 46th minute Lewis McGrattan very impressed with this young lad in midfield he broke forward and as the defence backed off he just kept going kept going did a step over and smashed a low left foot shot past Derek Gaston from 20 yards a great finish no chance for the big goalkeeper decent game to watch so far Abroath had a bit to do here though they find themselves down at half time half time here Abroath nil Morton 1 there's also been a late goal in the first half at Hamden is there a way back for Hamilton or is it getting worse Andrew McLean it's getting worse. Queen's Park 4, Hamilton 0, the half-time score, and it's been a happy hand and homecoming for the Spiders so far. They had three shots in the opening ten minutes or so, all from Dom Thomas, all cutting in on his left at the edge of the box. All were easily saved by Ryan Fulton, though. Hamilton's only opportunity came from good work by Jean-Pierre Teehee on the right. He got into the box, cut it across for Andy Ryan, but Callum Ferry saved his shot with his legs. Queen's Park's first meaningful chance was a goal. Jack Thompson finding Grant Savory at the edge of the box. He took a touch before guiding the ball past Fulton for 1-0 Simon Murray then made it 2 latching onto Boateng's through ball confidently finding the bottom corner for that one as well it was 3-10 minutes before the break Josh McPate cutting in on his right that was a good finish as well fired low into the park bottom corner and then the last kick of the first half of this was a goal as well Grant Savory again this time receiving the ball in a crowded box he got the finish away though and it could be a long long afternoon for Hamilton guessing it will probably be a long night for the Queen's Park players as well but for very different reasons the half time score here Queen's Park 4 Hamilton 0 well Hamilton Aki's fans I'd be expecting to hear from you at full time on the open line if things don't improve or if they're to get even worse what about at Cove Rangers against Partick Thistle then David Friel yeah, half-time Gordon Cove Rangers 1, Patrick Thistle 0 and Mitch Meganson has been the main man again for Cove. He's now in 201 goals for the club. Uh, maybe a deserved lead, I think, probably edged it just on the balance of chances. Mitch meganson has been excellent and he made Patrick Pavin. They switched off early on. E. McCall, not a happy man at the side of the pitch. Patrick actually the first effort in four minutes when Cammy Smith's low shot was saved by Stuart McKenzie. Decent shot, decent save. But Cove were far more clinical two minutes later when Meganson put them ahead. That was in six minutes. Max Johnson, he's playing right back for Cove on loan from Mother. Well, what an athlete he is, he's getting up and down the right wing all day, fired over a terrific cross, 
Meganson took a touch and just shot was far too powerful for Jamie Snedden. Haven't been many chances since then, but Fraser Five did come close. He just replaced Shea Logan, who went off injured in 23 minutes. Two minutes later, Five got on the end of a cross at the back post, but his shot was just dragged wide. Mitch Benkson also had another effort um, saved just before the break. Partick, a lot of pressure, but not very many chances. As I said, E. McCall will be expecting far better in the second half. Half time, Cove 1, Partick 0. And there we are, I'll give you a full roundup of the half time scores. We'll also do the answers and the winners of the first half teaser next. The fastest goals, the expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The halftime whistles have gone up and down the country in the three o'clock games. The halftime scores then are as follows in the championship. It's Arbroath nil, Morton one, Air United one, Wraith Rovers nil, Cove Rangers one, Partick Thistle nil, Inverness nil, Dundee one, and Queen's Park four. Hamilton Ackies nil In League 1 Clyde nil FC Edinburgh 1 Dunfermline nil Queen of the South 1 Falkirk 1 Airdrie nil Kelty nil Peterhead nil Montrose nil Alloa nil In League 2 Bonnie Rig Rose 1 Dumbarton nil East Fife 1 Annan 1 Elgin City 2 Stenhouse Muir 1 Forfar Athletic 1 Albion Rovers nil And Strunrar 2 Stirling Albion 1 And in the World Cup Last 16 It's Netherlands 2 USA nil. This seems like a good opportunity, Hugh Kevens, to round this off if you are ready. I am. The first half teaser with the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Not including this World Cup, name the last five players to play for their country in the knockout stages onwards of a World Cup. While playing for a Scottish side, they are Mikel Lustig, Georgie Samaras, Effie Ambrose, Ki Sung Young, and Morris Edu. Great list, well done if you got them all right. Congratulations to the following three who make up the podium. Sideshow Bob was the third fastest, Derek was the second, and DJ was the winner. Well done to you three, that's a fantastic effort. Let's see how you go with the second half teaser of Who Am I? Uh, after the break You can still stay in touch On Twitter as well John Crawford for instance Has taken the kids For my birthday To a freezing Hamden But it hasn't disappointed 4-0 to Queens And he sent me a picture That's definitely The half time score Of the day so far You would have to say And the second halves Are coming up next